Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Bat TV, your weekly-ish, not so much now podcast. CW <laughs> hit show Bat. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Are things starting to get back to normal for you? Yeah, I ventured out for the first time post-quarantine <laughs> this weekend, and it was pretty cool. Out there? Yeah, uh, my grandfather just came back from Florida, so once we were unpaused, we went over for dinner on Saturday. That's nice. How's he doing? He's doing pretty good. He was going a little stir-crazy when he first came home, but he's doing better. Good, good. All right. So, we are doing a um, a special um, episode. <laughs> I was going to say emergency podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a special episode uh, because we would, we said we would do episodes as news kind of broke on different stuff throughout the summer. And so, yesterday... News broke, so we decided to um, we decided to get together and do a podcast because we felt there was at least enough there to talk for a few minutes. Probably won't be a long podcast, but um, we definitely both wanted to be able to talk about it. So for those of you who have been living under a rock, um, a couple days ago uh, on Twitter, Leah Michelle. Made a comment about George Floyd uh, and said George Floyd did not deserve this. This was not an isolated incident and it must end. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. And then she uh, got called out by. Oh, the floodgates opened. Oh, my God. Many past cast members um, saying that she was. Uh, very difficult to deal with on the set of Glee and how, you know, she was, uh, I mean, I don't, so here's the thing, like the two things that I saw were both people of color who said that she made their time on the show a living hell, but I don't think like it wasn't just that, like there were, there were other people that also mentioned that she, like she was just a prima donna on the show and it didn't really seem like it was regard like it seemed like it was regardless of color yeah it it was like basically that stuff started it and then everything kind of came out and i think naya rivera wrote a book a couple years ago and she kind of said similar stuff and she got like lambasted for it like it did not go over well right <laughs> and then that tweet came out but my favorite thing was so the tweet the the tweet came out basically saying like we don't need your fake sympathy, especially after what you put me through on that set was the basic gist of the tweet. And I forget who it was. Uh, there was that, the one that I have saved because it was one that I sent to a friend was the first one I saw was um, Dabier, D-A-B-I-E-R, yeah. who was who was somebody that either had a um, – a small part on the show. Yeah, I think she was in the final season. Is that the one where she said she would like crap on her wig or something? No, this is the one that said she wouldn't let her let them sit at the table with the other cast members because they didn't oh. belong there. 
Okay, it was okay. Uh, so it was the other one. I but I know, like of. Amber Riley jumped on. Amber Riley like, did. Alex Newell. Like they didn't say anything, but they right. kind of gift their agreement, which was my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah. And we were all like, okay, so like obviously there's stuff to tell. So yeah. tell it. Right. Um. So like I said, we figured we would uh we would talk about that since it broke yesterday. Um. And that's about it, really. <laughs> there's nothing um, else that happened. <laughs> At all. Except for that little article I sent you, in which case I said we need to podcast immediately. Okay, fine. Before we get into the other thing, apparently this is not a Glee podcast. (laughs) We did get an email from one of our listeners um, at the end of the the season, so we haven't had a chance to talk about it. And uh, this comes from a listener, Stephanie, who writes, Hello, it's sad that the season of Batwoman had ended so soon, but it's even more sad to hear that Ruby Rose will not be in the second season and the role will be given to another actress. What are your thoughts on this? It is a, It was upsetting for me. It made me cry. It was still unknown why she decided to leave, but many believe that it was between that it was between these two. She was being hated on by people who didn't like the show, and or she wanted to be with her family and friends and have needed breaks. I want to know how both of you are coping with this. If it broke your hearts, would the two of you like the new arrangement of the new actress? How would you like for the original Kate Kane to go? I have thoughts. I have thoughts on that. Unfortunately, Kate Kane is killed off and another version of her is thrown into the life of Batwoman who falls for Sophie and the storyline continues. It's unfortunate to know what is happening now, but, it is unfortunate to know what is happening now, but we all need to be there for Ruby. Signed, Stephanie. Um, so, I I was sad that I was sad when we found out that Ruby was gonna uh, not, not be continue. continuing. Right. Um, but I felt while I really liked Kate, while I really liked her portrayal as Kate Kane in Batwoman, um, the fact that she was um, LGBTQ plus was was a great was a great thing for one they you know it was it was representation right um on tv for the same kind of role which you don't get too often uh they have said that they are going to look for another uh actress um who is lgbtq which i'm happy about so so i am too and the the representation is important um so that that kind of blunted it a little bit. I I really like Ruby Rose, but I will say where it was one season, it may it'll make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Um I could see that, but and this will take us into the point of this entire episode. I am more in favor of them recasting Kate Kane than putting somebody else entirely in the Batwoman. Okay. Yeah, I see I see what you're saying. Like they've recast they've recast the role of Bruce Wayne in Batman movies since the eighties. You know, Michael Keaton did two movies and then Val Kilmer took over like right away. Then George Clooney took over right away. And then you had you know, then you had Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and now even Robert Pattinson. Um yeah, I kind of agree with you that I want to see. To me, Batwoman is Kate Kane, and I feel like I still want to see Kate 
I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot if they put a brand new character yeah. in the Batwoman suit. Because part of what makes this show so great is the family dynamics underneath the villain of the week. And the fact that Kate is Batwoman and her father is head of the crows and her sister is her greatest nemesis. Like those relationships and the complications that that bring mm-hmm. make the show amazing. And if Batwoman is not Kate Kane, then everything that is amazing about this show disappears in my view. Okay. So as we're alluding to yesterday, a leaked casting call um, was was found on Reddit and kind of pasted everywhere. And then from there, um, multiple outlets have confirmed the confirmed the initial report. So what we have is, let me see if I can find it, because I talked to a lot of people. Uh, Katie McGrath, press your luck. Nope, that's too far. Too far! <laughs> too far. Uh, I'm actually, you sent me. All right. So the lead casting call uh, was for what I assume is the pilot episode of the new season, or the first episode of the new season. Um, looking to cast someone female, mid-20s, any ethnicity, the character's name would be Ryan Wilder, and it says Ryan Wilder is about to become Batwoman. She's likable, messy, a little goofy, and untamed. She's also nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the Batsuit before her. With no one in her life keeping her on track, Ryan spent years as a drug runner dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. Today, reformed and sober, Ryan lives in a van with her plant. A girl would, a girl who would steal milk for a cat, or an alley cat, and also kill you with her bare hands. Ryan is the most dangerous type of fighter, a highly skilled and wildly undisciplined, an out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your typical, you know, not your stereotypical all-American hero. Um, so it sounds like they're that they're going to give the role of Batwoman to a new character and not recast Kate King. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Um, because I, like I said before, I think it sh- it's going to end up shooting them in the foot. How the heck are they going to explain that she's no, like, that Kate Kane is gone and she's no longer Batwoman because we didn't exactly leave it in a place where Kate was in peril. Right. So are they going to have Ruby come back for the first couple episodes of the season, kill her off, and then we have a new Batwoman? Um, it doesn't look like it because the casting sheet didn't even list Kate Kane. It listed Jacob, Alice, Sophie, Mary, and Luke. Also doesn't uh, list uh, Julia, which is weird because Julia will, I mean, it, for all intents and purposes, like, we have left they off with Julia. Have announced her as a series regular, though? They, they haven't. Um, they haven't. So while she might not be a series regular, I think she'll be in enough episodes, if, especially now if they give her a relationship with Sophie. Because presumably the next season is going to focus on on uh, Safia coming and looking for Julia, who who kind of backstabbed her. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm I never even thought that 
they would make somebody new Batwoman. And if that is the plan, why not do it with somebody who's already on the cast? Why find somebody new? That is a good question. So here, here's my statement on if they if they get a new person outside of Kate Kane and outside of the show in general. So let's say that this uh, that this casting call is is real. Like I said, it was initially put out there, and then a bunch of outlets um, kind of said that they confirmed it. Uh, one of there's a writer over at comicbook.com that I really like. His name is Russ Burlingame. He put out an article um, talking about it. We'll link the article and I'll reference it a couple of times throughout the show. He he doesn't say in his article that he confirmed it, but it does say it gives it the way he writes it is that. It seems to be real, but A, it still might not be, and B, there's also a chance that looks can be deceiving. So before we get into that, as far as a new character, the biggest problem you have making a new character Batwoman is you totally don't have a motivation now for Alice. Yeah, it completely evaporates everything. Yeah. Now, unless becomes motivated by getting the person who killed her sister and she joins team Batwoman to avenge her sister. That would be her only new motivation that I could see. Right. But right now her motivation is to get revenge on her father and Kate for, for uh, locking her in Arkham and kind of backstabbing her without Kate. There goes a major motivation. Then you have, then you have the conflict between Jacob and Kate over Batwoman. Now, it doesn't change the overall arc of Jacob being at war with Batwoman, but it definitely gets rid of the very emotional undertone of a father finding against... out his daughter is Batwoman. Right. And that in, in that eventual, you know, in that eventual knowledge. So, I don't I don't like the idea and I'm not saying that I wouldn't warm up to it, but on the face of it, there's a lot of issues it creates in the show. Yeah, now, it, 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 I'm a hard no right now, and it's going to yeah. take a lot to convince me that this is a yeah. good idea. Like, now, a lot. Now, if you would have given it to, say, Sophie or Julia. Or even Mary, to a lesser extent. Like, somebody who was in the show, it would right. make way more sense. And I – and if they – and. I was talking to uh, someone on Twitter last night and they suggested putting Mary in the suit because then at least the sister dynamic uh, with with Alice and the daughter dynamic with Jacob would still be there. It would just be different, but it would still kind of be there. Yeah, but have we have we established whether or not Mary can fight? Um, no, like I, we have. Like I think as far as as far as any of the people on the show to get the Batwoman mantle, I think the logical one would be Sophie. Yeah, because they're already kind of putting her in the vigilante Right, lane. like she's they... already at odds with Jacob on Batwoman and the Crows. Um, you know, Al, you know, you could you could at least come up with a uh, a motivation with Alice then. Um, so I think I think if we went with the idea of putting the mantle on somebody on the show, my vote would be for Sophie, 
And I think it would Agreed. actually give I think it would give her character a little bit more of a lift. Right. And then and we still have now the only thing that that would take away, I would think, because the character of Sophie is gay, but I don't believe the actress is. Uh, I do not know. You that that's probably right. I'm not sure. I'm not uh, sure either. So that would be the only thing we would really right be losing. Um, and then there's the course. I saw somebody on Twitter that was like, "Well, they could just retool the show and make Luke Batwing and give him the show." And then I don't think Luke's in the position to do that yet. Like, I I wouldn't mind seeing Luke as Batwing in the show down the line. But I don't think I don't think he was in a place to a take over the entire show himself, even though you can't like you would have to change even the name of the show. And then, like, why not just do a spinoff show at that point? But um, that was another thing somebody floated out there, which I didn't typically like. Now, if we're going down the completely new character route, I just Mm -hmm. thought of a way in which it would work. They would have to put. Somebody in the bats that we know from our show, but they don't work as a Batwoman. So then they have to find another one. We can't come into the story finding a new Batwoman. We have to get to a place where we, the audience, can believe that we have to find this new Batwoman. Because if we come into this and we already have a new one, it's not going to work. So I feel like Mary would maybe want to maybe try it realize okay i cannot be batwoman we have to find somebody if they're going to go this i mean the other thing is and another thing against a new character is like is this character just going to show up at like wayne tower and be like hi i want to be batwoman like where's she getting the suit how is she getting how is she getting inside the bat cave like there's a lot of things that you really need this character to go through to become batwoman I'm assuming Luke or Mary are going to find her like she's living in a van. So it's not like she's going to happen onto the into the Batcave. It's not like she's going to randomly park her car inside the Batcave. I feel like they're I feel like they're going to go looking for a Batwoman. And that would be the only way that this would even remotely work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's a lot of questions that would need to be answered with this. If they yeah. go the new character out. Now, one thing Russ does bring up in his article. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> distributed to prospective actors, the call is looking for a new Batwoman. Unless you think they're just using a name to throw off the press. The character description specifically shouts out Kate Kane and the fact that this new Batmo- Batwoman will be significantly different. The name, which may or may not be the final one. Uh, when production starts is Ryan Wilder. Uh, so he he also says that one of the theories could be that if it's not a new character, that the character like this name is a placeholder, and this is a way for them this is a way for them to kind of retool the the um character of Kate Kane. Okay. But we also had that casting, that leaked audition video 
Remember I sent that to you or you yeah. sent it to me a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So I feel like maybe they were already in the process of auditioning and they were using existing scenes because that they, the audition scene that we saw was the scene in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wonder if maybe they're not having much success finding a new Kate and that's why they're changing direction. Well, so and this is nothing this is nothing against Ruby. There was Ruby took a lot of criticism, unfounded criticism when she got hired by a lot of like scummy people. And that may I remember that, there was a lot of backlash. Yeah, and that may or may not have led to her leaving the show. Um but there were some there was some kind of valid criticism. And I'm not saying like there's I'm not saying they were super valid, but there was some aspects of the Kate Kane character that they feel um, wasn't served, like either Ruby lacked or they just didn't write her that way. Because Uh, they wrote her to Ruby's strengths rather than what the character should be. Right. Which is which is very possible. So like Russ says, this could suggest a reworking of certain aspects of the character. Not uncommon after an uneven first season. Just ask The Office or Legends of Tomorrow, but not a true replacement. So this could be like we're you know we're gonna have this new person. Here's their here's their aspects. What do you you know what do you guys think? Now looking over some of the stuff for this new character, um, and that being all right, she was a drug runner. Kate King was never a drug runner. Um, but masking her pain with bad habits, Kate Kane definitely did that. Um, it's not in, like we had a very small aspect of that character when the show first started. But um, in the comics, one of the reasons why uh, Kate is tied to that that criminal overlord, Sephia, is because she essentially goes on like a bender like a really bad bender and washes up on this island after like being blackout drunk and and she kind of takes her in and they become friends and they become lovers so that's one aspect i don't think we've seen of of her character as much because maybe she was like that before she finished her training right um she'll kill you with her bare hands which is Something Kate Kane is obviously she's the most dangerous type of fighter, hugely highly skilled and wildly undisciplined, which is something Kate isn't isn't necessarily. But her father thinks so. Now, is there anything in the comics for Batwoman where somebody else other than Kate Kane wore the suit? No, it's always been it's always been some version of Kate Kane, even when it was. Even in the 60s when Batwoman first appeared and she was just a – she was designed just to be a love interest for Batwoman, uh, for Batman, uh, because it was during the time of like, oh, are Batman and Robin gay? Um, it was still a person named Katie Kane. Um, so it's always kind of been that name. But Russ does go on and say that there are elements that feel they could be drawing from Cassandra Kane or Stephanie Brown from the comics, two young women who have played the role of Batgirl over the years. Uh, Cassandra Kane obviously was in Birds of Prey, the movie this year. 
um, as a young as a young thief uh, in the comics. In the comics now, she is a clone, um, but she was trained as an assassin, and she had been Batgirl after after Barbara got paralyzed. Um, so it you know they could be drawing from that person. They could be drawing from Stephanie Brown, who's my favorite Robin. Um, but there are those. There are those two things. Now, if it's if they decide that it's Cassandra Kane or Stephanie Brown from the comics, at least we're getting a comic book character. Although neither one of them are are gay in the comics, I don't. I, I still don't know if I like that as an out. But yeah, there there's a lot here that I'm I'm very unsure. Like. I I was kind of nervous before trying to picture who would play Kate Kane, but I knew they would find someone theoretically. So I wasn't as nervous, but I really, really feel like if they do in fact go down the road of doing a completely new character in the suit, that they are essentially biting off their nose to spite their face. Yeah. I just, I don't, I feel like everything I love about the show is going to disappear if Kate Kane isn't Batwoman. I mean, it's, it's very possible. Um, I will stress that, that while this, we're going to assume that this is true. We're going to assume that everything about this is true on face value until we know otherwise. I hope that it's not. I hope it is a misdirect for, for a soft reboot of the character. And just the way the character is kind of written, um, but if it's true on the uh, on the face of it, I would really stress to people that they give it a legitimate shot and see if they're able to make it work on the show. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna give it a shot because above all else, I'm curious. I may be guarded as all hell and mm-hmm. complete not on board with their plan, but I'm curious. So I'm going to give them the chance to sell me. It's just going to take a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> also in the article, the word goofy certainly is one that would have had a hard time being attached to Kate Kane. And if this is an accurate description, it may single a shift in the direction of Batwoman which began the season as CW's third highest rated show behind the flash and supernatural. But the ratings dwindled as the season went on, though it ended up though. It ended on a high note with the flash standing as the network's top rated show and DC legends of tomorrow, arguably its best reviewed comic book adaptation. The CW may be trying to shift its universe in a somewhat lighter direction following the end of arrow. Ironic, since Elseworlds showrunner Mark Guggenheim, who co-created Arrow and oversaw Ruby Rose's first outing as Kate Kane, said that bringing in Batwoman in in at the same time they were setting up the end of Arrow felt like he was introducing my wife to her new boyfriend. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be weird. Um, like I said, I'm going to link Russ's article in our show, so definitely check it out because, I, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a great writer. He loves Supernatural. He loves the CW uh, Arrowverse shows. Yes, I love how much he loves them. Yeah. He loves them and, just like I do. Yeah, and you know he's a great writer. He's a great writer to begin with. So I would say I had reached out to him 
um, before before we started recording, like literally like minutes before we started recording, because I was like, oh, I'm going to ask him of his opinion because I've read different articles that said we've confirmed it. But like I said, there was no follow up on how they confirmed it. And then I was like, oh, wait, let me see if there's anything on comicbook.com. Lo and behold, he actually wrote something. So I was like, crap. <laughs> um, so it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I hope I hope one of his um, things are right that it's just a way to kind of soft reboot the character. I'm not I saying, hope so. I'm not saying they necessarily needed to, but I think it's better to. I think it's better to let somebody make the character their own than, than try to like, do what Ruby did. To, right. We need to find somebody else exactly like Ruby and we want it to be that way. Like every time they recast Batman in a movie, they've let they've kind of changed the personality a bit. They've changed the personality to suit the actor or they've let the actor do it. Uh, you know, George Clooney is definitely not the same kind of Batman as as Michael Keaton was. I know what everyone's going to say. Batman and Robin was was bad. I get it's very hokey, and I get it's probably not the best of any of the Batman movies. But I will say, like, they at least allowed George Clooney to do a different take on the character. And for one, I think George Clooney is probably the best Bruce Wayne we've had. Um, might not have been the best Batman, best Bruce Wayne, because he was essentially George Clooney. <laughs> um. So, I mean, that's that's kind of it. So let us know what you think. Do you think do you think they should find a new Kate Kane? If you want them to find a new Kate Kane, does it have to be a Kate Kane that's exactly like Ruby? Or are you willing to get a different interpretation of the character um, with, you know, maybe she's a little funnier. Maybe, you know, Ruby had. Ruby had comedy in her awkward interactions with, say, Luke and other people in the show. So do, so do you want her comedy to kind of stay that way, or maybe is she a little bit more lighthearted? Um, like, these, if, you want, if you want a Kate Kane, do you want a Ruby clone, or do you want somebody to be able to do what they want with the character? I think... I don't want a Ruby clone because I think if somebody tries to do what Ruby did, it's just not going to work. It's going to come off not authentic. I think mm-hmm. they need to have the essence of Kate Kane, but make her their own. Like, I still think she needs to be a bit dark. I still think she needs to have an edge. I don't need her to soften, so to speak. But there are different ways that people can play that. That yeah. it doesn't have to be what the way that Ruby did it. Right. Yeah. So, like I said, audience, let us know. Like, do you want do you want them to recast Kate? If you want them to recast Kate, do you want it to be a Ruby clone or somebody that has the ability to make the character their own? If you don't want that, what do you think about the idea of of a new of a new character? Like, if it ends up being a if it ends up being a character from the comics, are you okay with that? These are these are all weird questions to be asking, but I I'm I'm generally interested. Like I would I'm gonna give it a shot no matter what. 
personally, my my favorite is Kate Kane, just as just as somebody new. Like, give us a new interpretation of Kate Kane. Let the let the actor and the writers kind of mold the character to them. And I would love to see what happens after that. I really liked Ruby. I'm sad she's gone. Um, uh, Ruby did come out last week and kind of said, kind of said like, what's been what's been kind of guessed at in the in the media is kind of BS and that her and the producers know the real reason she left. But she's um, not saying what those real reasons are. Correct. She's not saying. And I essentially what I essentially think is she didn't like the long hours. She probably is. She probably does have issues from her injury. And I think her biggest thing with I think her biggest thing with um like what has been said in the media not being true is more of like like people kind of extrapolating well, you know, she was, you know, she was very difficult on set. Like, I, I think there's, I think there's a line where she could have been unhappy and maybe standoffish, but not necessarily difficult. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, like, I don't think she was difficult or a bitch on set until I hear otherwise. I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that she left because either health reasons or personal reasons dictated that it was better for her to leave. And I'm going to take a slightly different approach. I feel like there is a story there that there might be some truth to the rumors and that's why she's not saying anything, but that's just me and my conspiracy theory brain. Um, I wish her well on whatever her next endeavor is about to be. And we'll see where things go from here. Yeah. Um, in case, in case you guys haven't seen on Twitter, uh, the podcast has officially endorsed Katie O'Brien to take over the lead on Batwoman. Um, we had talked about her, uh, on our last episode. She is on, she's been on black lightning, walking dead, halt and catch fire. Um, I, I've taken it upon myself to, to give her the, to give her the stamp of approval for the, for the podcast. That's fine. And I, mean, I completely a hundred percent endorse that. Also, there was one other possibility that if it isn't her, there was someone from the magicians who has been campaigning for the role and I have to say, she would absolutely be my second choice. And her is that name. Cammy Welsh? No, her name is. Find it. Jade Taylor. She Jade Taylor. She played Katie on The Magicians. And I think she would be perfect to play an edgier version of Kate. So. I'm. I'm looking at her Twitter bio, and it says, Actress, singer, writer, activist, theater nerd. Katie Orloff-Diaz is my alter ego on At Magicians. Now, look, she, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to listen to this because she lists singer, and uh, I love musical theater. So anytime I can have the possibility of a musical episode, I'm oh, all for it. Oh, and her voice is... 
Her voice is amazing. Her voice is amazing. They've done musical episodes of The Magicians, and she slays every single one of them. Watch The Magicians on Netflix, and you'll see her I, at yeah, her badass I, best. I keep... I keep hearing uh, about how good the magicians are, so I might have to give it a, I might have to give it a, um, a watch. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just the fact that like one of my favorite before I stopped watching the shows, uh, one of my favorite episodes of Flash or Supergirl was their musical crossover episode. Yes, that was the, that was the episode that got me into the Flash. Um, like I just loved it. I loved oh. the I loved the songs. Um, yes. even though like the epi- right. like the the storyline of the episode was a little weak, I yeah. really liked okay. the song. But the music was amazing. And running yeah. home to you is like my favorite song ever. Yeah. And I course, had that on a loop for weeks. Yeah, and of course, you know, I became aware of both uh, Grant and Melissa on Glee, so it was nice Me to too. see them back. Um singing um, uh yeah that was i because i had already watched supergirl because i followed melissa from glee to supergirl and then when I. they did the when they did the musical episode of the flash i had thought about watching the flash when they did that crossover in the first season where he kind of crashed onto her earth right but life just kind of got crazy and I never got a chance to do it the night the musical episode aired I said I am starting the flash tonight and two weeks later I was completely done with all three seasons nice yeah I I really liked the flash I I kind of fell off on the flash because I felt like each season had become like very samey this like, season like it was, wasn't. This season was very different. Oh, that's good to hear. But like, it always seemed to start with like, it always seemed to start with like Barry in like a down mood or a bad place, and it kind of fractured the group a bit. And then you would have another speedster, and they would, you know, everyone would come together. They would defeat the speedster eventually, and then like next season you were back to square. Like it always seemed like it went back to square one. Um, and then. The- then it was just like I kind of fell behind and I and then at one point I was just like, you know what, I'm like I'm like a half a season behind at this point. I'm just you know I don't I don't dislike it. I'm just I'm just fine with not watching it. Um I would still recommend it to people, like if you have the time and you're looking for a show that you wanna watch, I would still definitely recommend The Flash. I would recommend the first couple of seasons of Supergirl. I've um, as much as I like Supergirl, I think just again, like I like the show. I felt like it was slipping a bit. Um, and then again, I fell behind and I was just like, all right, you know. Yeah, the last couple of seasons of Supergirl for me have not been it. Yeah. Like last season was too much. They were they were trying to symbolize kind of the political climate of the real world within their own universe. And I was just not, it was just too close to home. And I was like, I see enough of this on the news every day. I don't need to see it in my shows too. And right. then this, this season just felt very disconnected and strange. And for the second season in a row, they tied everything back to Lex Luthor, which it worked well last season because last season felt like they had no idea what they were doing and then when they connected all the dots back to lex it actually felt like they had a plan 
And then this season, they basically repeated the same thing, and it totally didn't work the same way. Right. Uh, I will say, I I get, I get like, I see a lot of the news, so I don't necessarily want to see that reflected in in my entertainment. I want my entertainment to kind of take my mind off of it. I get that argument. I really liked that Supergirl had those kind of moments. Like, there was... Uh, prior to last season, which is when I completely fell off, um, like the previous season before that, when you had um, when you had Cat Grant as like the press secretary. Yeah, for, that was fine. I just like like those those like quick digs that they would make. I really like. Oh yeah, that, those were great. It's just when when it they when the, they. In, it became the focus of the entire season. Right. When they turned – Agent Liberty was basically their answer, in my mind, to our president. And I just yeah. – and all the and all the rhetoric that his supporters spout. And it was, it was just all, too much all the way around, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I, I, will, I will leave with this because I've, I've been good. I, you, know, you mentioned Lex Luthor, and I didn't <laughs> say anything. Uh, since we've been gone, uh, someone on Twitter went backwards and I guess started listening to us and they tagged us, um, really disliking the fact that I had such a strong opinion about John Cryer as Lex Luthor. But I will say that if you think my opinion of John Cryer as Lex Luthor is bad, sometime I will have to give you my opinion of mon <laughs> Because, like, my you, my I, uh, my attitude towards Monel would make my attitude towards Lex Luthor, John Cryer's Lex Luthor, as being the greatest thing on TV. I love Chris Wood, and I love Monel, but I do. I'm sorry, I girl. Do. You need you need taste, is what you need. Oh, I have great taste. No, no. You can't say I love Chris Wood and I love Monel and then the next sentence say I have great taste. You just can't. I'm sorry. Yes, I can and I did and I do. Um, I mean to be fair, like I will say I will say like I didn't like with Monel, I didn't like the way he was like Chris Woods was portraying him, but I also don't like the legion of superheroes in the hey, comics. I I, I just did not like, like how they portrayed the Legion at all. Like I was, I was so mad at part of that story, um, in the show. Like when Bonnell came back married, I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. I was like, "No," because I, I was a big fan of Kara and Bonnell. Why? I just liked them. I'm a sucker for good chemistry. They didn't have good chemistry. They're uh, married in real life, and they don't have good chemistry. <laughs> I saw the chemistry, and I really enjoyed them, and I I just – there was something about them that I really, really liked. And then when he came back and he was married, I was like, no, this is not okay. I don't like this. I don't care if it's true to the comics. No. Well, uh, I didn't even know it was true to the comics because I I, have... I honestly can't remember if it is. Here's the thing, like the Legion of this Legion of Superheroes in the comics is like a thousand and four people and it's the Legion is essentially like the 
the teen CW drama um, TV series of comic books. Like it is very, say, Dawson's Creek or I, I don't want to say Riverdale, but like <laughs> like early, like late 90s, early 2000s, um, WB, CW like teen one tree dramas. hill kind yeah. of thing like yeah. that's the legion of superheroes in the comics they are angsty they are they're just and, i don't understand just, why people like them i didn't i did not like monel's wife i don't love their version of brainy on supergirl i don't like the way they portray brainy i think the way krypton did brainiac was way better than supergirl well, it's two different Brainiacs. I just and it's just yeah, I I get your feelings on the whole Legion because I agree with yeah. you there. The Legion I, is not it. I will say, and I'm this isn't a dig towards is it Jesse Rath or Je, is it? I think it's Jesse. Okay, this isn't a dig towards him personally. I just feel the way he approaches the Brainiac character feels a little too much like spock from star trek mm-hmm. and i don't I know if that's it. i don't know if it's like i don't know what combination of his personality and their writing made him that way but i would have liked to have seen something at least a little bit different um yeah but again like it was it was the legion of superheroes i don't have a lot of affinity for those comic book characters um and like i've seen i've pretty sure i've seen jesse rath and other stuff and I liked him in other stuff. So I think it was just that character. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of where I started to fall off on Supergirl. Because I was like, they're introducing all these characters I really don't care about. And then they changed the day. I used to watch it with Tim, um, who's the host of, of Supergirl TV Talk. And then they changed it to Sunday. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to go over your house on a Sunday. That's usually like your one day you can have with your wife in that. So like... Like I guess I'll never watch it again. And I re- like I watched a few episodes, but that's how I fell off of Supergirl. But I just wanted to bring up that there is somebody I dislike more than than uh, Lex Luthor, and that is Chris Wood is Monel. I love the fact that everything you dislike, I like. I like that dynamic between us. It makes it fun. Yeah, I mean it's fine. You you know you can't have the right opinion all the time. You would know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so would love to see a, uh, would love to see a musical Batwoman down the line, although might make it a little weird because of the tone of Batwoman, but that's going to be it for us. You can catch us at Batwoman TV talk on Twitter. You can catch us at Batwoman TV talk at Gmail. If you want to send us thoughts that are longer than Twitter allows you to express, uh, we can also send us a direct message on Twitter um, if you want, because I do answer those. I talk to a couple fans um, like once a week or every so often uh, through through direct message on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can the people find you? I'm at XO Tony Roney XO on Twitter. And if you message me, I will always respond. Well, that's good. Somebody has to. All right. <laughs> Well, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back at some point in the summer. Yeah, whenever the, like, if somebody else leaves the show, if there's, you know, a 
if there's a robot uprising. Once we actually get the name of whatever the new lead character is going to be. Yeah. And the actress get, playing her. Yeah, we get a new casting. We'll uh, we'll definitely update that. Um, possibly when the Blu-ray comes out, we'll take a look at some episodes with commentary tracks. Oh, yes, please. We can update the uh, – we can do an episode about stuff we've learned from the commentary tracks. That would be neat. Yes, uh, absolutely. So we'll be gone for a little bit, but hopefully not that long. I believe that is all I have. That's definitely all I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Robot uprising. Okay. Um, before we go, I will say uh, that I cannot wait for January because I want to do this more, and I just really want to see how this all resolves. Me too. Yeah. All right. We're getting out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye.